uh, with the zoom, yeah, with the zoom help if you I don't think so. I think the administrator has to open it up. No, I don't know much about it. So, uh, well, uh, okay. If it gets in between, in the meanwhile we'll start. And if anybody uh, is trying to listen on Zoom and you're also on call, Lushen, we're working on it. Take a look at Shaftim Perik Dalid. Let's go back to Pasuk Vav. Vatishlach v'tikvul labarei ben Avinai mikedesh naftali. And many first I'm assuming that they're married. We discussed last week the inyanim of the possible Gilgulim and Tikunim and why they're in two different places. The Pashup shot for now is that she, in her job as Shofetes, was often running things from the center of the country near Shiloh, which was the center of activity. And he, as an officer, as a leader, was trying to defend the north. They didn't have an official standing army, but Lamaisa, he still had plenty to do, and now, after this Pasuk, they're going to assemble an official army for this battle. And that's why they're in two different places. Well, we're going to explain how Lutziva means an old Siva, a new Tzivoy. We're going to explain that in a moment. But the Tzivoy is Lech Umashachta Bahar Tavar. Go and be Meshech people to come to assemble in Har Tavar where you're going to begin this battle from to take on Sisra and his army and all the allies he's going to bring and all the mercenaries he's going to hire. As we mentioned, the area in which this battle takes place, the main issue of the terrorist activity and the disruption, disruption and the uh, stranglehold that Yavin Melachatzar and Sisra had over the Eden were in this uh, area involving uh, B'nai Zvulun and B'nai it's going to have a ripple effect in other areas, but the main area of damage was Naftali and Zvulun. That's why they're called primarily to participate. We will see later there were many Shvatim that will come in the revolution and will want to join the effort, and there are some who don't. Some of them have an excuse. We're going to discuss that when we get to the Shira. Some of them who are pretty close and should have lent a hand, did not have an excuse, and they're going to be taken to task for that in terms of the Musar given. And we'll discuss that. The Shira is not only an expression of tremendous Shvachvahadaya, and it's the uh, second most famous Shira in Tanakh, it also has a lot in terms of the words Ramazim, Musar, Hashkafa, Samhalachas. The Shira is... Um, really something that has to be understood, and the words are difficult. You have to touch them and then figure out what she's referring to on many levels. It was Sebederch Nevu, it's not Stam song, obviously, which is why it's the Haftarah for Parashas B'Shalach. It almost equals the Az Yashir that Nevu was given through Moshe Rabbeinu. Obviously, it's on a higher level, but they're very similar in many aspects, and we're going to see that. Why do you use this today? Um, I actually have, it's near Haifa. This is a picture of Hatavar. Looks like a mountain. Uh, we know where it is today. And 
the Nachal, Nachal Kishon, that is going to be involved in this battle, runs all the way from the middle over here out to Haifa. It's still there today, and I actually cleaned it up a number of years ago. It was polluted. Haifa is a heavy industrial zone. And much of the battle, or the peak of the battle, the result of the battle, will involve Nachal Kishon, and for very important reasons, which we'll get to. You got it on? Okay. Blocking, blocking, no, the camera? Uh, no, are you okay? Yeah, it's the camera. Is it blocking? You can, you can put it a little bit. Okay. I have to let people in, okay. Okay. So we're getting there. Okay. So as um, Avi's hard at work, we're going to be hard at work trying to figure out uh, what the setup is going to be. Again, who's involved is very significant because we have an example of Darius of what the Achrayas will be in various segments of Klai Yisrael. It is true, I will say from the onset, that each Shevet is mandated to conquer their territory. So there is a bigger Achrayas in Avtali and Zulin if the problem is in their area. A, logistically, they have a problem in the backyard and they have to defend themselves and hopefully now push back and take the area over again, open up the roads and everything else that's going on. The economy... Um, more importantly, get rid of the negative hashpahs of the Kananim and their Avodah And the fact is that sometimes it's not doable with the Shevet alone, and they do need a little help, which is going to be the issue. Who's responsible for that? So let's first go to Rashi in Vav, because there's an inherent kasha that is based on the next passage, which you didn't read yet, but I'll tell you outside, that when he gets this message... So, he's already a leader. Obviously, he's not going to be chosen to assemble 10,000 people. That's not a tiny number. He has to be a person who's recognized, a person who they're going to listen to. In his Anivas, he doesn't really think that they're going to listen to him alone. He just sends out a message, I want 10,000 people to meet me in the following mountain. And we're going to attack an army that outnumbers us 100 to 1. The numbers are incredible here. And we have no armor, and they have 600 chariots, 900 chariots, and we have none. And it's not going to make any sense on paper, but none of these battles do. So they're going to have to rely on him that they're supposed to come, now is the time, and they're going to win, and Hashem's going to make an ace. So Barak is going to be answering and pushing back and says, I'm willing to do it, but if you come, we're going to do it. If you don't come to the scene of the battle, we're not going to do it. That is very unusual. As a matter of fact, never happened before or since that a lady is going to be at the scene. She is the Shofetis, though. It's also very unusual to have a lady who's the Shofetis. So Baruch is going to say that we need the help, we need the moral support, we need you here for Siat Shmaya for the Nevuahs that we might need if we have any questions. And you're, we're being asked, and I'm going to be asking 10,000 volunteers, all volunteer, to join me on the mountain, and after years of their activity in subjugating us, we're going to fight back, like Me'ech Tesi. So why are they going to trust me? So therefore, I need you to be around so they know that you're standing behind this, you actually gave me this instruction. That's all understandable. The problem is that there's a very serious Einish Rahman Litzlan for a person who doesn't listen to a Navi and listen right away, and do everything that he or she has to do. 
And the Navi here gives him a direct tzivoy, haloi tzivoy Hashem alakei Yisrael, lechem ashachta bahar tover, and get 10,000 people together. That's a chiyav misa to say, well, I'm not doing it if um, you don't come. So why is that mutter? That's true. However, if she is the, the Navi, the Navia, and she is the Shofetis, so we mentioned last week that maybe on her Madrega she shouldn't have sent the message, she should have gone to him to say it. That still doesn't mean she has to stay around for the battle. And even that is only a taina. That's a gemara. That's only a taina on her madrega. Lamaisa, he's not a navi. That's clear. What level Tamil Chachami was? He's not a navi, and she is saying that she has an avua. And I'm telling you, the avua is to go fight. So how can he start saying, oh, "I'm only going to fight if you come here. If not, I'm not going to listen, and we're not going to go fight." He wasn't trying to be difficult. Just saying that, why should they listen to me? I'm asking them to put their lives in danger. This is a losing battle, and they're not going to trust me, and therefore we need you here. As the figurehead, we also need you here because we're going to have questions possibly, and we need you here. Okay, but that's not what she said. She didn't say, I'm coming, get yourself ready, and when I get there, we're going to fight. She is over there, and he's over here. He felt that would be the case. He didn't start yet. We'll see the, you know what, let, let's read the Pusik. I'm telling you the whole Pusik outside. That's what he's asking. I, I'm defending what he's saying. Shaili is normally in Hilchus Navua, and those who are supposed to listen, normally that's Usr. Uh, let's read the Pesach, because I, he said, so we need it for the Kasha. I'm going to go back to this Rashi in a moment. Uh, take a look at the next Pesach. Pesach Zion. Mashachti Eilecha. She's telling him the battle is going to be a complete success and there's nothing to worry about. Mashachti Eilecha El Nachal Kishon, which is in the area of Hatavar. Notice the same word, Mashachti. Uh, every good general, every evil general, and every uh, leader had their stargazers, like Paro. There are a lot of similarities to Paro taking his army and getting lost in the Yamsuf, and Sisra taking his army and getting drowned in Nachal Kishan. We're going to develop that. But he was told in no uncertain terms by his astrologers, his stargazers, and his wise men are not so wise, but they, they knew about the business, and Paro's, it's like Paro also knew what they saw. Not an exact science. Navua is exact and pinpointed. Astrologers can sometimes be wrong, but they always asked them and they always had an opinion. And here there were in the weekly cabinet meetings, they had their discussion on what should we do this week to harass Klyasrol or fight them. And particularly noteworthy was the fact that there was movement of Jewish troops on our tower, and they're having a meeting, and Sisra wants to know, I have a million-plus troops at my disposal, various Midrashim with incredible numbers. Uh, should we take care of this insult and attack first? Should we ignore them? Should we go fight later? What, what should we do over here? They knew you can't. They try to do it without making too much noise, but you can't ignore troop movement, and especially, normally, the Jews didn't have any troops. And now there's somebody calling a meeting on a hot tower. So he had the meeting, and they said, uh, 
Mr. He wasn't the king, but they probably had members of the cabinet from direct representation of Yavin Melech Hatzar. And they said that uh, we see in the stars that this is not a very good idea and we don't think you should go. As a matter of fact, we really don't think you should go because we don't really understand why, but in the stars it seems to be you're going to get obliterated if you go and therefore stay home, ignore them, they have a ragtag army and they're no match for our chariots and therefore nothing to worry about. Why don't you go invade Ethiopia or something like that? Not here. So he was told very clearly not to go, and therefore, on a regular day, he wouldn't go. Mashachti elach on Pasuk Zayin is the same word, Mashicha, that Kosh Baruch Hu says, to Dvarit, to tell Barak, that against his better interest and his seichel, I'm going to schlep him out, and he's going to come to battle anyway, because I want him to be destroyed. And his stargazers are correct, and it's not a good day for him to go to battle, and he will be destroyed, but he's going to come. And their time is up, and you're doing tshuva, and therefore this battle is going to be important, and you're going to win. Pyro had similar warnings. Uh, they didn't read them. The early ones, they didn't read. Uh, Pyro used the warning that he got from his, his technique Pyro to stop my Benu, and he warned him, I see raw negepenechem, that star, which is blood, and you're going to, there's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, he took it that you're going to get killed by us. And really, it was Damila, and that was Aschus, and Pyro was going to lose his army. So, not an exact science. Even when it's exact, they could have been right, and Hashem changed it. That's what Nisim were all about. So, it was needed to draw him into battle. And his hordes. And he will be handed over, and they will lose. You'll have a decisive victory. Pasiches, the one we're asking the kasha from, he gets the message, gets the nevuah, nevuah clearly said, go and assemble them and you will win, he will lose and they will be annihilated. He sends a message back. If you come with me and you come to the scene of the battle, then I will go. That's pretty direct. He got a direct nevua, go. And he said, if you come, then I will, and if not, I'm not going. So I already started laying the groundwork. Uh, he felt that uh, he's not really known as well, or not going to follow him. He was obviously known. But without the, hearing the direct nevua and her being on the scene, it's not going to work. And they're not going to come, and they're not going to come in sufficient numbers, and they're not going to have the fortitude to see it through, and they're not going to feel like they should really be doing this, and they're taking on, they're asking for an ace nigla. 10,000 men is not 100, 300. We have other battles where it was even a bigger ace nigla, but it's going to be enough of an ace nigla. A lot of these are going to happen. But 10,000 against a million or two or three is still a drop in the bucket, and therefore he feels that he's not going to do the job well. So the kasha on the table here is how do you ignore and basically sent back a message that I'm not doing it unless, and I have my own list. So, some answer that he's just clarifying, and he's saying that I no doubt believe your nevuah, and I'm not negating the nevuah, and the nevuah is 100% accurate, but I think part of the nevuah is, of course, that I'm going to do my job and try my best, but you should be here, because people are going to get the chizuk they need when you're standing here. And that's part of the nevuah. He wasn't arguing the nevuah. He wasn't saying you didn't get a nevuah. That's one mahalach. 
The other model is based on our Rashi. Go back to the Rashi involved. We'll take the questions in a moment. Was the Nevoah given now that you have a chiv to fight them? So Rashi says something very interesting, seemingly to Bavar in this kasha, and also you've got to take care of the words in the Pasuk. Halad Siva is Lashon Ovar. Not, I got a Nevoah now to do it. It's Halad Siva. Hashem gave the Tzivu already. Where did Hashem give the Tzivu? So Rashi says, Rashi says that Tzivu was Hacharem Tacharimem. When was the Tzivu given? It was given in Chumash. That every area of Eitz Yisrael has to be settled, conquered, settled by the various Shvatim, and the Shvatim are in charge of their Chelek, and you have to get rid of them completely because they're a bad influence, and if they stay there, you can end up doing a Vodazar and assimilating. And that's a Hachem Tachrim, is utter destruction and conquest, and that Sivu is still going on, and it was said in the Chumash, it's going to be done slowly, so the wild animals shouldn't invade, and they're doing it a little too slow, but it's still happening, and therefore, Hachem Tachrim, you have to get rid of Yavin, Melech Hatzar, you have a Melech Canaan, you got to get rid of Sisera, and you got to settle the area, control the area. And it's yours, and you're not controlling it, and they're controlling you. So, Halad Siva means, the Nevoah is, you're instructed to go now to fulfill the Tzivu in Chumash. So, which aspect of the Nevoah is now? So, Rashi would agree that the Nevoah is the trigger, now is the time. But, some of our Shem say, this answers the question, you're allowed to ask on such a Nevoah, but she's not giving her a Nevoah that you have to conquer it yourself. That's not a Chiddush. That's not her Nevoah. That's the Din Teresa. She's just saying it's a good idea to do it now, but the main aspect of the Nevoah is restating the Pasuk and Chumash, and there's no Chiv Misa for saying that we agree, if you say we should do it now, we'll do it now, but we want to have the right things in place, and we really feel we need you here, because this has been a slow process and being a kindness mitzvah, and we think we need these ingredients. And therefore, that would be a chiyamisa. The third mahalach, there are probably more, is that you're only over the chiyamisa if you push back with chutzpah, like you're negating the nevuah, like you don't believe the person's a novi emis. Not when you have a yetzahara or you feel you have a weakness, or in your anivas, he's saying that, I don't feel I'm up to the job, and I need you here for help. That's not, that's not a chiyamisa of overall divinavi. It's other Debenavi is, I don't believe Hashem spoke to you and it's already confirmed Navi many times over, or I'm just not listening to the Vua, but Shat Nefesh, that's the Chiyav Nisa. Yes? Yeah, Yaina was told to go, and go if you don't have any other time frame is go now, unless you hear in a Vua go in three weeks. So go naturally means go now. Uh, well, it's not what he did. With Yaina, he not only understood what it means now, because it didn't say later, he got on a boat to go to Chutzlaritz because he knew that he won't get it. Well, he thought he wouldn't get a Nevoah in Chutzlaritz. He ended up getting one. And therefore, he won't be privy to further instructions. The original instruction was, go, and I'll tell you what to say when you get there. He didn't want to hear the second part, because he, over here, it was pretty straightforward. We know who Yavin Melkanan is, we know who Sisri is, we know what the damage they're doing, and we know what trouble you're in, and we know where you are, and you're surrounded by these two Shvatim Naftali and Zvulun. Get them together and go fight. Pretty clear. Yeah, but he said, if you don't come, I'm not going. That's, we would normally say, you know, 
I'm fighting words. <laughs> but that's, so that's why I'll ask. That's a chiyah misa. Alone, uh, you can have a disagreement between a husband and wife. It wasn't a vua, but that's a chiyah misa. Yes, the first answer is I'm, I'm having questioning. I'm saying it's clear to me that we're ready to go and I'm following instructions. The Navua is a Navua. I think the Navua meant, of course, to supply us with whatever we need. And if I asked you for bullets, you'd organize bullets. And if I'd ask you to come for moral support, you would do that as well. So that's what we're asking for. The Shaila is then the end of the sentence, otherwise I'm not going. Was that hyperbole? Was that, you, know, you have to, each child, you've got to work into what the Havmina was. She, by the way, is going to come with a statement we're going to get to before she comes, but she's going to agree to come. Yes? Right. I need help to bring the people there, which is what we're saying. That, that, the first shot, in essence, is that, is that I think I need this, just like I need a couple of bullets, a couple of spears, nothing big. We're going to rely on an ace anyway. There are being some Chanan 10,000 against a million or whatever it was, but no chariots. They didn't have one. Uh, is some Chanan but the Nebuah was, go, and you can be some and I'm going to draw him out, which is an ace already, against his advisors, which he never went against them before because he knew the stargazers were usually pretty good, and he's going to come anyway. So that's all in ace. But he said, we have to do some Ishtadlis, just like you're asking with 10,000 men. Uh, I think this is part of the basic Ishtadlis on our level. So that's... Uh, How uh, So, similar, and that wasn't even negating... That's a bigger Kiddush, by the way. He wasn't negating the words of Anavi. He was talking to HaKosh Baruch HaBachvei Taka is a Kiddush, and he wasn't punished for it. At day seven... Uh, there was some, according to one shot and Rashi, slight punishment that after seven days, then all anivas aside, you have to go. And that's why, hello, Aaron Achicha, that I'm splitting up and I'm giving over. So one sheet to the measure, that's only one mandama. But that was after seven days. That wasn't a uh, punishment for the original Taina because the reason Moshe Ben was picked is because Anam Mikol Adam Baruchu, of course, Kaviachal knew that. And the argument was actually part of the system that we don't want people who, when they're asked to do a job, say, oh, yes, you finally understood my godless and I'm ready to go. And we, don't want, we don't want leaders like that. We want a certain amount of pushback. So, again, this all fits into the first shot that he didn't feel completely up to the job. He said, I'll do it if there's nobody else, Malcolm Shainish, but I really think uh, Malcolm Shainish not going to listen to me completely we need Nisha over here, you know, uh, pun intended, uh, to come and help us along. You're the Shafetes, and we need uh, to know this is under the authority of the Nevoah. So that's the, yeah. Uh, he actually was captured. Uh, he's going to be captured and then killed. Uh, he's going to turn himself in. He doesn't think he's turning himself into the enemy. We're going to get to all that. Uh, but uh, the passage just says that you're going to be killed. The expression means I'm going to turn his army, his forces, over to you. It doesn't necessarily mean capture. It happens to be he will be captured because she's sort of going to tranquilize him before she um, separates his head from um, or his brains from whatever. It's going to be uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, right, 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 right. She's going to, but it doesn't mean that. It means I'm going to hand over the army, which means they're going to be, handing over means this is not going to be a battle where you're going to win the first round. It's going to be complete. 
That's, that, that's the expression. So again, Rashi saying over here, Halot Siva is referring to the Pesach and Chumish of Hacharem Tachrimim. And that doesn't necessarily mean there's no Nevoah now, but that part already is, I'm telling you now, is the time to do it. But the Iker Nevoah to go Bimakayim Hacharem Tachrimim wasn't her Chiddush. And perhaps on that he's allowed to ask, well, maybe it's only if you come, otherwise we don't think the job is going to get done. Let's go to Pasuk Ches again. So what is her answer? So she's going to say yes with a proviso. Here we have Despite the Chazal that have a criticism on her Madrega that perhaps she shouldn't have sent the message, she should have gone herself in the first place, at least to deliver the message. To stay by the battle was only per his request because that was unusual to have a lady at the scene of the battle. And she's not going to bear arms there, so she's going to be a, a civilian, so to speak, at the scene of the battle, which is very unusual. They didn't uh, do that, and there's no need for it. Over here he felt there was. She's going to, before she says yes, mention that I feel, or I felt, that it was important for you to take this battle under your wings alone because the credit of the victory should go to you. She was trying to give him covet. At the end of the day, she was doing Dine Terra or advising the Sanhedrin and running the country from her palm tree and doing it with tremendous neas and trying to keep a low profile, as low profile as you can keep while you're running Chal Yisrael. And she said, this is a battle. This is for men. And you, my husband, are capable of doing it. And he was. He was a, a known leader already. And therefore, I want to give you the covenant. Why should I be involved? So she's trying to give him the covenant. She spells that out over here. So right away, she says, yes, Ephes. However, she makes one slight attempt to convince him it's not really necessary. He didn't really care because he was an honor of him. He wasn't looking for the covet. She, as the Shofetes, not wanting to take the covet, and as his wife, she said, you deserve the covet. So this is good. They're arguing who should be, have the covet, and he wants her to have it. He has no problem in not taking it. That's the way it should be. And she uh, sort of spells it out. Efes ki Hashem because you didn't take the job without asking me to come, now the ultimate glory of the victory and the end of the battle when Sisra is going to be killed is going to be given over to a lady. Who is that lady? So Farshim say it's one of two things, or more probability, well, probably both, and that is she's referring to herself that Dvar is at the scene of the battle, so she's given more of the credit for the victory. And of course, Yolish is Chevrakeni, who is actually going to kill Sisra. And Devera was saying, this is not necessary. You could do it all, you could do it yourself, and you can, you can and should take the credit for it. And against the godless of Barak, he didn't really, that didn't phase him. He says, I'm here to get the job done. I'd rather have the support and get the people here in a timely fashion. What would have been had he not asked for this? Had he just heard the Navu and he said, okay, we're going. Chances are, Pashashadis, he would have been successful and he would have been able to gather the troops, they would have joined him, and they would have gone to battle, and he would have done everything. It's not a criticism. He did it because of his anivas, and he wanted to make sure Klai Yisrael was able to have the victory quickly, and their 
not be any casualties, and that's why he does. Everybody hears L'shem Shemayim and handing over the covenant, pushing the covenant to somebody else is the way to do things. And Halavai, all leadership should do that. If you notice the Minig Olim today in leadership in the Umas Olim, and with the people who are not yet with the program, even by Yidden, are not always like that. It's not always every cabinet meeting. No, you take the covenant. No, you take the covenant. It has nothing to do with me. You take the credit. That's not the Minig Olim, to the extent that it holds up much progress of things getting done because everybody's so worried about Miberation, who gets the credit. So here we see the exact opposite. Yes? So the implication seems, seems that the word is indicating that, it would, that in the end it's going to be a Ganai, that the victory is going to have to do it. It is a slight Ganai, but certainly a Ganai for Sisera, by the way, which we don't really care too much. We, uh, we want the Rishayim to have the Ganai. Uh, but it's a missed opportunity she felt for his leadership and his covenant. He's going to remain a commander. He said, we don't have an organized army. His feeling was, I'm not here for covenant. You need me to do the job as nobody else, okay? But I'm not interested. But it's clear that had he right away just done it, he would have been able to do it, Pashtas. Yeah, there is a... There is a Mashava. But Lamaisa, we don't see in Chazal that he goes down in history with that criticism. Uh, we don't need to see it because he's not in it for the COVID. He gets the full scar of saving Klai Yisrael. And uh, the rest of it is going to be about the actual battle and the victory where he's involved. And the, the execution of Sisra where he's not going to be involved. He's going to come afterwards. But sometimes there are things in history where Sadiqim and Sitkanias are in a matzav where they are given the ability to get the schar, and here it's almost like makam and ichula. So the shot is what would have been had he taken it right away. We'll never know, but the pashup shot is that he would have done everything. No, she's trying to explain to him, it's not right, why should I come to the battle? They're going to give me the kind of lady is not, this is uh, warfare. We, shouldn't, uh, we should be in the oil, we should have a part in this. And that, and that, that she meant, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Farshim is say the Isha here refers to Dvarah or Yal or both. So she probably has a reference to both. It's, there's nothing wrong with saying that. And, uh, and yes, because, as you're suggesting, you didn't take the initiative. Your answer should have been, yes, we're going in 10 minutes. And you didn't, and therefore, now it's going to give it to somebody else. There is, in the Pusik, without Mepharshim, a bit of a taina, but it's not highlighted in the Mepharshim that this was an Avera, so to speak. And interestingly enough, the order, you would think when people say, but... It's first like, oh, this is that, and then, but okay, you know, if you want, I'll go with you. First she says, You asked, I'm coming. However, the FS is afterwards, so that's noteworthy. We'll get to the battle next week if you can sleep in between. We want to go to the Pelayayats for a few minutes, so if you can open up the Pelayayats. We're in the covet aspects of Tfilam based Knesses, a timely topic for Yamuna Raim. And in general, and if you go to page Nun Dalit, in the first part of the Peleyayats, if the people listening uh, have not, or in an area they can't get a hold of Peleyayats, please let me know. I'd be happy to send the Marmachemist ahead of time. I just don't know if the Eidlam there has it in front of them or not, if you don't have it right now, so please listen up. Nun Dalit, the third paragraph, the last paragraph in the Beis Knesset's entry, Vazihirish Lodaber Beis Knesset, the 
long battle in history of trying to keep the quorum in shul is up to all of us and the positive peer pressure and helping your friends along to join you in the effort, especially Yom Naraim. And he said, the emphasis over here is the Kedushas Beis Knesses. He's not even yet referring to during davening, which is obviously exponentially a problem in an Avera. But even if you happen not to be in a shul, that is a violation in shul of Kedushas Beis Knesses and Kedushas Atfila. If it's outside, then it's a violation of Hilchus Tfila. So, it's a Gemara Brochus Davov. It's been quoted as of late. person who's able to come and it's there and he's not making use of it. So, the Gemara says quite. Clearly, if we daven already, you have a chiv daven anyway. If you're davening, davening with a minion gives you a far greater chance to have your tula accepted. And davening with a minion in a shul is exponential in the chances of being accepted. I don't know anybody who says, well, I'm just being gay to the din. I don't need my tulas to be accepted. Nobody talks like that because that would be certainly a missed opportunity, if not worse. So that's the Gemara Brochs and Davov. And Tulasa Shaladim Neshmas Elabes Knesses Va'idamru. Pretty frightening. That's a Gemara and Brochus on Davches. A lot of Gemara is about Tfilas, obviously, in Mesech de Brochus. Even if you don't have a minion. You're uh, in a place uh, way out of town and there's no minion to be had and the shul is there. It's still important to go into the shul and daven in the shul, even be yechidus. Such is Kedusha's Beis Knesses. Koshikein shesar l'shtad l'harbe l'sbal Beis Knesses imat tzibur, get all the milas with a tzibur in a shul, l'sbal b'yachiv l'besa afila minyan im loy machmas aynes gadol ki ma'abed teiva harbe. Why would you want to give up such an opportunity. He's very sharp on this issue. He says, and that, uh, these two Gemaras are certainly enough Musar for anybody who's willing to hear it. I noticed, interesting, you could say a tefillah for decades and decades and not realize the importance of every word of Chazal and every aspect of tefillah. I happened to notice in Davening last week, perhaps you noticed this a long time ago, but if you look at the uh, Mishaberach that we say before Avrahamim, when we say Avrahamim, we had a chasen the as Peh Shabbos, so we didn't say Avrahamim, but we still said the Mishaberach. And there's two phrases that I'm going to jump off the page here. We start off giving the Mishaberach for all the people involved, but and people supporting the Tzibur. Mishameyachtim bate kinesias letfilah. That's a special mention. Mishabit like that needs help. Somebody who's miyachet a mokum to daven called a shul. Apparently that's not so push it. It's in a place, picture your average shtetl and 30 Jewish families and it's in a wide open area. Why don't we daven in the backyard? Why don't we miyachet a, a shul? So step one is the people understand the chashiv is per the peliyet, per the gemara brachas and davav. Mishabit bate knesis lesfila. This is uh, jarring. He's like, why would you have to... Apparently, Peliyetz was 
don't know what the context was why I wrote this so sharp. We're talking about they built the shoulder already. What, you need an extra bracha, Misha Bam, the people actually coming into Davin? <laughs> I don't know what, you, what we thought these words meant beforehand. Like, why would that's kind of push it, no? But apparently, there's two separate lines. And then those that support that effort, Misha Nos and Lelamar, yeah, and the Kiddush. But there are two, two extra lines over here, which perhaps we would never think about. And uh, we should uh, be zeicher to um, do it safely and uh, have our tefillahs accepted. Okay. Have the uh, whoever is.